things we're dealing with are threats to humanity unlike anything the world has ever seen before. We can bequeath our children a greener planet and a more prosperous future. That's what climate change is about. It is literally, not figuratively, a clear and present danger. If unprecedented changes are not made and made soon, there will be irreversible damage to the planet. Zero carbon. East tall. Hello and welcome to Zero Carbonista. This is Series 5. I'm Ian Collins and this is the UK's number one environment-based podcast. If it's green, it is in. Dale, uh, we have a new title. Yes, we do, don't we? It's Just Stop the Tories, right? Because obviously Just Stop Oil dominated the headlines uh, for the previous season uh, and I got involved in that. We can talk about that perhaps in a minute. I think we've reached a moment where that campaign can't any longer achieve its aims. We can't hope any longer that we can we can change government policy through protest or anything, really. All we can do now is change the government. So we've got a new title, Just Stop the Tories. We've borrowed the little logo from Just Stop Oil and we've stuck a re-smog hat on it. And we're having a bit of fun. Uh, we did actually contact Blue Peter because, of course, um, <laughs> years ago, they would have a competition to, to name the pony or name the dog or whatever they were doing. Um, and we, we were hoping that they would kind of pitch in in the spirit of matters environmental and run a competition for the kids where they could help name this podcast. And I think it's because number two on the list was F*** the Tories. I think the people at the BBC <laughs> decided it might not be appropriate for children's time. Damn shame. Yeah. They're lost, frankly, Dale. And ours. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, you mentioned about the Tories, and yet our first story here is that they are relaxing the planning restrictions for onshore wind. So, mm. you know, you might end up voting for these people, Dale. <laughs> there was a time back when Cameron was courting the whole green movement before he got elected when it was remotely conceivable that I could vote for them. And, you know, I, I kind of, I, I at least half believed him. But right now, no. And to cut to it, this is bullshit. I call bullshit on this story, right? They have not relaxed the uh, the rules on onshore wind planning to any degree that could make any difference to the rate at which we build onshore. It's all window dressing. That's all it is. It's just political. It's bullshit. Um, and, um, you know. <laughs> Do you know, I could have written your answer before you gave it. I thought, I've got a funny feeling Dale won't see it this way. It's true, though. You look at it, and there's nothing there that will help us to build more windmills. I would love for the opposite to be the truth, but honestly, it's just bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, our friend Shapsy is gone now. Is he? Yeah. Shapsy's pissed off. Has he gone to Mars with Musk or something? He's uh, No, he's now the defence secretary. <laughs> That's right. He's in charge <laughs> of your freedom. <laughs> I feel safe. I feel so safe. I didn't feel safe until Shapsy got the gig, and now I sleep nicely because Shaps is in charge of the military. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy the jobs they give to these fools with no ability or experience or basic intelligence in some cases and common sense. I mean, I, th I think that, you know, the Tory cabinet is chock full of people that meet that description, but Shapsy. Yeah. He was telling people that one of the reasons he was experienced was because he's held so many cabinet positions. And he said this like it was a good thing. The fact that you've, he was the Home Secretary for six days. This is not a good thing. The fact it takes you apparently about a, a year to work your way around your own department when you become a Secretary of State because they're so big and labyrinthine and 
bureaucratic. That's a great word, by the way. It's all right, isn't it? It's it's not bad. Uh, Early doors to throw that one in. But apparently that's how long it takes. And he did his average tenure in any of these jobs he did before business secretary and Lord no transport was about eight months. I mean, that makes you shit. That's not a good thing. That's a bad (laughs) thing, Grant. It's a very (laughs) bad thing. That's a very bad thing. Sad, but true. And I come back to my opening uh, statement. The only hope we have is to get a new government. Yeah. I wonder if we will. It's looking as if it's like Labour's just to simply take. And even if it's not because of brilliant political acumen, if nothing else, I mean, it might be that for some people, but for others, you know, I'm speaking to Tories are going, you know, I'm voting for Labour because (laughs) it can't be any freaking worse. Can't be any worse. Everywhere you look, there's one disaster after another. And this week, of course, we had the school concrete crisis with 150 schools closed on the first day of term, completely short notice. You've got the uh, education secretary saying, oh, we have some new information in the summer when the school ceiling collapsed in 2018 in a near-death experience, but for the fact it was empty. And... um, and anyway, more bullshit from the government. It turns out Rishi Sunak had refused to fund the repairs to these schools. And, and two years later, and now he's having to fund the repairs and the temporary measures for schools and kids as well. You know, it's just a false economy. And, you know, I'd say the last 10, 13 years of Tories have cut after cut after cut. And they're all false economies. They all back to bite at some point. But unfortunately for the Tories, the crap decisions of the last 10 years seem to be coming home to roost round about now. Do you think Rishi Sunak taking a chopper ride to scrap nutrient neutrality rules was uh you know is, is the kind of thing uh, that makes people want to start gnawing their own cheekbones i think it's a great example of just how tone deaf or or, or bloody-minded or stupid the tories are right you know rishi chopper sunak because this is what we need to call him right because his favorite mode of transport uh, flying off to norwich to scrap water pollution rules to, to give a bung of what, 160 million quid to the builders that fund the Tory party. It was just awful. There was nothing good about the story at all. And, and worse than that, he said, well, you know, I'm all for net neutrality. Can't do it in a way that dumps costs on, on average people, you know, normal people. So that's why I'm doing this. But he took the cost from house builders and he dumped it on the taxpayer, the normal people. He did exactly what he said he wasn't going to do, which is, it, it just, it infuriates me, but it seems to be the MO of, of Sunak and this government. Yeah. Now here's a question from Dave on Twitter. Welcome back from your pod holes. Uh, what are energy prices likely to do this winter, Dale, says David. Well, they're set now. Buy off, Jim. They drop on the 1st of October. I think like for like, it's 140 quid uh, on an annual basis. I say like for like, because what off, Jim, have done at the same time is calculate the new level of price. And they're saying that we're actually using less energy than they originally thought. And so it sounds winter. But when they say, for example, an average bill will be £2,000, that's based on average consumption. Uh, but now they've lowered average consumption, which lowers the average bill, which is quite convenient for Ofgem. And if you don't do it like for like, the drop in the bills looks much bigger, like nearly 300 quid. Um, so just to demystify that, they are coming down though, 140 quid or so. We think they're stable then until about January. We, we think they'll go up again. But I mean, in any event, they are twice what they were pre the crisis and the government have done nothing to address the fundamental causes of that. What do they do? What should, like, if you're talking to the new net zero czar, <laughs> it's a net nopidity issue, not net zero. So at the moment, price cap on retail energy, but not wholesale. So we let wholesale do what it wants. It doesn't make any sense. And you don't have to be an economist to know if you don't control both ends, put your belly away, man. <laughs> I was just sweating like a, like a bastard, Dale. Um, and I realized how hot I was. And I just thought, is, have I, I, thought, have I, I thought I was bleeding. 
<laughs> Seriously, that's that's you know it's okay. I can see that. Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> so anyway, you don't have to be an economist. <laughs> you don't have to be an economist to know that if you only control retail prices in the wholesale, things are going to go wrong. Half the market went bankrupt last winter because of this, and half of our gas comes from our sea, and we pay ten times more more for it. We can't control the price of that than we should do. The answer to your question, the short answer is they should impose wholesale price cap on fossil fuels made here. That would take half the problem away. And it's not about renewable energy. There are just things they can do. Yeah. Something happened while we were off. ULES, the uh, the environmental scheme from the mayor of London kicked in, well, the expansion kicked in. Uh, some people have been vandalizing the cameras because they don't <laughs> like that shit very much. Um, and one Tory MP says he's very happy for his constituents to vandalize cameras. And that's the kind of thing that normally be up in arms in the Daily Mail saying, this is outrageous, lock these people up. I know. The incredible hypocrisy of these people, IDS, and I mean, these are his initials, the initials of his name. I always think of IBS when I hear it. (laughs) To to look at him, I think that fits him quite well. He said something I thought was really sweet and uh, ironic and hypocritical at the same time. He said uh, he was was okay with vandalizing cameras because this thing had been imposed on his uh, constituents against their will based on on a pack of lies, basically. And I'm going, Brexit? Surely that's Brexit, right? which he was a big advocate of, right? That was imposed on our country based on a pack of lies. But anyway, he's 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 obviously just a big fat hypocrite. I mean, he's yeah. not fat, but you know what I'm saying. He's just <laughs> just, just a, big a big balding hypocrite, maybe. Yeah, yeah. we'll go with that. We'll this with is that. Uh, this is George who says anything in the news over the last few months given you a reason to be cheerful, Dale. South American country, I think it's Colombia, voted to ban new oil drilling, particular part of the country. I thought that was quite nice. Tomorrow. Uh, our green gas mill in Reading has another attempt at getting its gas into the grid, you know, getting a kind of certification that we can we can go live. I mean, that would be exciting. I think there's been a bunch of things. I mean, Labour's continuing lead in the polls is a reason to be cheerful and hopeful, actually, that we can turn this shit show around in about 12 months' time. I'm going to say, yeah. And I had fun at some festivals over the summer as well, yep. reconnected with some old friends and some old ways of living, and that was fun. Fantastic. Uh, renewable energy store here, the upcycled wind turbines getting a second live. This is great news. Uh, this is basically a universe um, in Ireland have uh, experimented with building bridges from old windmill blades. And, and it's just brilliant. I mean, they estimate there'll be... 9,000 tons of scrap windmill blades in Ireland in the next 20 years. Yes. And they're, they're super suitable for making, for making bridges. Are they, they're saying they can last another 60 years as a bridge, uh, you know, which is kind of incredible. I just love it. It's a great piece of recycling, upcycling. Um, so fair play to them. Indeed. Uh, here's another question from Tina. Still seeing you in your Sea Shepherd hoodie, Dale. Are you supporting the Captain Paul Watson Foundation? Mm. Ah, we are. And I know that they've had this spat with US and they've got the new organization with the new name. I have to say, honestly, I don't like the new name. I think it's a really long mouthful. Yeah. Uh, And I did advise them some months ago to actually fight what's going on and just name themselves the real Sea Shepherd. I thought that would have been a better way to go about it. But yeah, we support them. Uh, Paul's my friend. I love what the organization are doing. They're active in Iceland at the moment, trying to save whales. Wow. And we've, we've just bought a boat for them. And we're about to uh, stick images of it online and run a naming competition. It won't be McFucking Boatface that wins, by the way. But we're going <laughs> <laughs> to McDale Face, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, we support them basically, long and short of it. And um, they're active in Iceland at the moment, which seems to be the last frontier of, yeah. uh, of whale killing. 
Indeed. Uh, curious story out of Germany, who I always thought were quite progressive on matters, but Germany demolishes wind farms to expand a coal mine. What the hell is going on over there? Yeah, good question. I had a look at that, and yeah, I mean, it's quite shocking. It's an open-cast, big-night coal mine. I mean, they don't come any worse. Yeah, I don't know how big the wind farm was, but clearly it was uh, parked on top of some coal, which they thought was rather more valuable. Question in from Rachel. How do we support your political efforts, Dale? We can't face another five years of Rishi. We can't. I mean, it's super important. I'm going to dedicate the next 12 months more than anything else to helping Labour get over the line to win the green vote, win the vote by making the economic arguments, producing studies and that kind of thing. We're going to launch a campaign as well in a couple of weeks' time aimed at helping people register to vote because the Tories have made that super difficult for yeah. young young people. You know, millions of people have come of age since the last election uh, of voting age and uh, they're going to find it really difficult to vote. So we're, we're working on some plans right now. I think we'll announce in probably three weeks, maybe four weeks, and we've got a bit of a campaign plan for the party season conference as well. So watch this space. Uh, and a final story about the RSPCA. This was extraordinary. Uh, this is how the Daily Mail have reported this. I love this uh, one. <laughs> furious meat-loving Britons have said the RSPCA are deluding themselves after the animal charity said that their survey found the majority of people are backing subsidies for plant based alternatives. Harry the meat eater in Stoke-on-Trent said, what's a f***ing talking about? Because he <laughs> likes a bit of meat. He's a long way from home with that accent. Absolutely. Yeah, he's on a visit, so looking for more <laughs> cows or something. But it's interesting because the RSPCA did this uh, report and we, we reported on it on the radio as well, but it's upset some people. Yeah, it has, isn't it? And uh, I mean, they basically report, well, was it like 60% of people are reducing their meat consumption? And it was a proper study, right? Yeah. And you see people saying, but all the people I know, and you go, well, come on, that's like, that's a classic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you know uh, what I mean? your, your anecdote of your <laughs> mates right. doesn't right. really count for a that's proper right. study. And my, and my favorite expression there is the plural of anecdote is not data. There you go. I always yeah, love that. The RSPCA, I think it's really quite ironic that this animal charity has, has produced a study around meat eating and how people are reducing their consumption because the cruelty inherent in animal farming, of course, is, is off the scale. So how long will it be before they become the RSP, whatever it is, for not eating animals, the RSPNA? There That's what go. I want to know. That's how another long? one for the Blue Peter viewers, I think. No, it won't be long. I'm going to give it... I'm gonna <laughs> give it. <laughs> In my, in, in my dreams, right? That's Indeed. what they've become. Indeed. Uh, final one from Andrew on Twitter. What are your hopes for Forest Green Rovers this season, Dale? My hopes are for exciting football, which is happening. We won 3-0 uh, this week in a cup competition against the League One team, Shrewsbury. We played incredible football. My hopes are that great football, entertaining football and fun and promotion. I think we're capable of it and that would be super. Fantastic. Dale, we're speaking a week. Fabulous <laughs> episode one of season five. It just flew by. Just a bit. Just a bit. Uh, what's season five called? Hang on a sec. Just stop the Tories. That's the mission. There it is. Cheers, Dale. Yeah, see you in. Speak next week. That's yep. it for this episode. Don't forget, of course, you can follow this podcast from your podcast provider so that you get each new episode automatically. And do make sure that you follow Dale on social media. That's on Twitter and on Facebook as well. Zero carbon east off.